Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Thank you for joining us for another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. I'm here. This is Pastor Billy. I'm here with Lexin Lomibau, our campus minister and, and leader down in our downtown congregation. And uh, we're excited to bring you this discussion guide uh, conversation this uh, today. And um, we are continuing our series, Crossroads, where we look at the, the journey that Jesus took on the road to the cross and different crossroad moments that we all face where we can choose to go one way or another. And these crossroads can have lasting implications for the rest of our lives. And so we want to make sure we lean in uh, to these moments uh, because they can shape our future quite dramatically. And the crossroad we're looking at here today is where Jesus experienced the betrayal of Judas and the abandonment by all of his disciples. And how many of us know that when we experience betrayal, when we experience disappointment, that is a major crossroad in all of our lives. I mean, you can either get bitter or you can get better through it. And um, I, I think the decisions that we make in those moments of betrayal and disappointment will shape our future in quite dramatic ways. And so um, I, I think this is going to be a very important conversation to have. So leaning in and uh, being prepared to have this conversation with our groups is going to be paramount. So let's dive into it. Um, you know, Jesus obviously, you know, was betrayed by Judas. Judas sold him out unto death for 30 pieces of silver. Now, I don't know about you, like that's quite betrayal. That's a pretty yeah. deep betrayal. Now, 30 pieces of silver, you know, some say would have been worth maybe a month's wages. So it was a decent amount of money, but to betray someone that you love unto death, that's, you know, come on, make it yeah. millions. You know what I'm saying? And so if I'm Jesus, I'm feeling quite betrayed. Mm-hmm. And then when he's arrested, uh, all of his disciples fled. They all ran away. One ran away naked because, you know, the, the, the guy ripped his robe off and he ran, ran away. And so he was betrayed by the people that said, I'll stand with you. I'll be with you to the very end. And um, how, how Jesus must have felt in that moment, I can't truly really wrap my head around. Um, but betrayal is a strong word. And so sometimes you may be going, well, I've never been betrayed like that. Well, some of you know exactly what that feels like because you've been betrayed by people that have loved, that loved you, were supposed to take care of you and protect you, and they instead did other things. But some of us were like, man, I don't know about betrayal, but all of us have been disappointed by people. Isn't that true? All of us have been let down by someone, whether it's your parents, your coaches, your friends, your spouse. And if you haven't yet been let down by someone, uh, that's a miracle for one, but we likely will be at some point in time a coworker, a boss, whatever it is. And so the, the spectrum of betrayal and disappointment is quite a broad spectrum, but all of us can relate at some level. So what do we do when we're betrayed uh, deeply or even just let down at, and disappointed at, in a small way? There's a few things from the passage that I want to highlight for us. First of all, is focus on your identity as a child of God. Jesus knew who, who he was, which enabled him to overcome betrayal. I love this verse in John 13, 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. And right after this statement, he washes his disciples' feet. And right after that moment, Judas betrays him. And so what I read in this passage is Jesus knew who he was. He knew that God had put everything under his power and he knew his purpose. He had come from God and he was returning to God. He knew exactly who he was. And I think when we're betrayed, it's an assault on our identity, isn't it? We feel like, man, how could you do that to me? Am I worth nothing? Am I, am, I, am I a worm? Am I a dog that you would treat me that way? You know, who do you think I am? Right? And I think that's why guys get all mad and they want to fight because like, it's an assault on our identity, you know? But Jesus didn't let that assault deter him. He just went back to his identity. I know who I am. I know why I'm here. And I know where I'm going, you know? And that, I think, helped him to really 
overcome. The second thing is we see Jesus focused on the word and the word gives us proper perspective. Jesus focused on the word, which gave him the perspective, the right perspective in his pain. And I, I love this, this moment here when right after he was betrayed, Judas comes leading this, this detachment of soldiers to arrest him. And Jesus says this, every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts and you didn't arrest me, right? It's almost like, bro, I was here the whole time and now you betray me. But I love what he says next. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Mm. I think that's so deep. And, and, and I get the emotion in the moment. Man, this whole time I was with you, and now you do this to me. And you can almost see the emotion going to, you know, getting angry. Yeah. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. He remembered the word. And he was able to respond with grace rather than, you know, maybe calling down a legion of angels to wipe everybody out. (laughs) And then the last thing we see here is focus on the mission to bring hope and healing to others. Jesus focused on his purpose to bring salvation to the world. And I love this text out of Hebrews. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He knew who he was. He knew why he was there. He knew what it said in the word. And he knew his purpose. And that helped him to overcome. And I think these three things can help us as well when we face moments of betrayal or disappointment in our lives. And um, hopefully this will help us as we lead into this discussion today. So as you reflect on the main thought and passages and the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you specifically to help us overcome betrayal and disappointment, to go from being bitter to getting better? Lexan, you got a story that kind of illustrates this from your own life. You want to tell us? You know, I'm going to actually flip the script here and I'll even share another quick story. Um, I got betrayed and it was when I was a brand new Christian. I was saved in the Lord. But uh, my pastor, Brother Will, told me one thing. He said, if you're going to grow in your journey of faith, you need to forgive your ex-girlfriend. And just to give you some context, my ex-girlfriend cheated on me, which is why we broke up. And I'll tell you the whole story. It's not that long. But he said, if you do not forgive her, you're going to inhibit your ability to progress in your journey of faith. And I didn't want to do it. But he said, just do it and watch what happens. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to call her. I tried calling her. She didn't answer. And then I texted her. I said, hey, can we talk? And she said, "Um, yeah, is everything okay?" I said, yeah, everything's good. And she said, well, I'm actually with another guy right now and uh, we're dating and I don't think it's a good idea for us to talk. And know this, we've been together for what, two and a half years. And then it was only a month later that I had this conversation with her. So I had a bunch of pre-workout in me because I was at the gym. I was fired up. I was so pissed off. And then I hit up my pastor. I'm like, man, what do I do? And he said, do everything, put it on a text message and just text everything you were going to say to her and then just send it to her. And I'm like, man, so I'm just hitting my button so hard because it was in the like older, I didn't have my, my iPhone yet and I'm just hitting it. And then once I send it, I felt this relief. Now, why, now why was I able to do that is because my pastor reminded me that in the word it said, you have to forgive someone not seven times, but 70 times seven times reminding yourself of how much you've been forgiven of you got to be willing to release that because if you don't you're going to become so bitter that you're not going to get better and you're also not going to be available for the woman that i'm going to bring into your life so huge man yeah that's great and and that's and that's a picture of the word reminding us of how to respond to betrayal and in this case and and in all of our cases it's to forgive right but if you're just left in your emotions i'm sure that angry texting would have turned into other words Yep. There would have been other F words other than Some forgive. Stars, emojis. That's right. Other. <laughs> right. Forgive wouldn't have been the F word that would be repeated in this text. It would have been, another, would have been another. Right, exactly. Uh, and that's where the word is so important. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times when we experience betrayal or disappointment, again, it doesn't have to be something so dramatic, but yes. many of us do have dramatic stories like that. 
we don't go to God, what do you say about this? Yeah. What do you say about how to respond to this? What do you say in your word that can help me think through this? We just go straight to the flesh, straight to raw emotion, and we want to. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't get better. We get bitter. And that's why the world's not getting better. It gets more and more bitter as well because we're not doing that. We're not pausing to let the word of God affect and transform our response in that moment. And that's why it's a crossroad because yeah. you, once you send an angry text message, you can't take it back. No, I mean, even though there's that erase function now, they still saw it nine yeah. out of 10 times, right? Once you post something on social media, it's out there. And once you say words to people, it's really hard to take it back. And that's why it's a powerful crossroad. How we respond will really make the difference for our future. But I love how you highlight that, man. That's It's the word. You 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 went back to it. You Someone shared that with you and you were able to move forward. Yeah. And is it okay if I add this too? Is Because we talk about identity. The reason why I was able to give grace and forgiveness is because I already knew I was loved by God and he go. gave me the grace. So I think for us, it's the same thing. It's you got to base it on the foundation of identity that you are a beloved son or beloved daughter of the most high. And then through that, you should be able to dispense that love back even to the people people that have hurt you or betrayed you. That, that is right, you know. And you know, I hate that we have to go through these moments, but these are the moments that help us to really wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, cuz yeah. otherwise, you know, life is fine, life is good. You don't ever really wrestle with how much I've been forgiven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you don't really <laughs> wrestle with how I've betrayed others and I needed forgiveness for that. Yep. Right? And just all these things and, and these moments that happen to us force the gospel a little bit deeper. It makes it more real. Yeah. Because now we know what it feels like to be on the other side, right? A lot of times it's, it's, it's this esoteric idea. Oh, yeah, I've sinned against God. I betrayed God and he forgave me. You know, no big deal. But when you've been betrayed and you have to exercise that forgiveness, we get a, just a little glimpse of how God feels in heaven when humanity betrayed him, yeah. when humanity rebelled against mm-hmm. him. And billions of people on the planet do it every single day. And he has to bear that burden. And he bore that burden on the cross. And so I think these moments help drive the gospel deeper in our own soul. Anyway, look at the second question here. And this is probably a good spot where people can share stories like what Lexan shared. How have you experienced betrayal or disappointment due to others' actions or decisions? What happened? Now, this could be a 20 years ago, this happened to me story, or it can be something contemporary right now. I'm dealing with something at work. I'm dealing with something on my sports team. You know, for those of you that are young, young adults or teenagers, I'm dealing with something with one of my kids or my parents, right? It could be something real right now. It could be something old, but let them share a little bit. One of the things that, you know, the reasons why we have small group is to create space for people to process. There's so much healing that happens just in the processing. And this would be a good week. I know some of our groups are kind of large. Make sure that you cluster because it's going to be really hard to share something deep in this moment if there's like seven or eight people sitting in that circle. But in two or three, much easier. And we want people to, I love the analogy Pastor Keith uses about this, let the air out of the balloon. As we talk about stuff, we're letting air out of that emotional balloon so that God's word can come in and bring uh, transformation in that. So create space for people to share. Everyone's been betrayed. Sometimes in horrible, I mean, there's abuse in our church that has happened, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, abandonment affairs. I mean, there's so much of that that's happened. Create space for people to process. Let's not rush through this moment because that will come off. Uh, probably disingenuous and insincere and maybe cause more hurt than good. So create space in this moment for people to share and let people kind of process, yeah? Just like Lexan shared that story with us. And then the last thing, the third question, how can you apply lessons from this discussion to help you overcome betrayal and disappointment? Explain. And and let the person now process, what do you think God wants you to do in this situation? Yeah. I was in a small group last week and, and uh, you know, this guy was kind of venting about stuff and, 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 and everyone wants to jump in and give advice. Yeah. 
You right? Have you noticed that? Chomping at the bit. I feel like I want to give it. I think I give great advice. You know. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. Thank you. I'll give you ten bucks after. Um, but you know, we 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 think you know we want to give advice. But here's what I love to do more. So, what do you think God is saying to you in this? From this discussion, how do you think God wants you to respond? And not that we don't want to give advice, but we want to let them process first, and then we can say, you know, I agree with that. I think that's that's a great response. Can I add an additional thought to that? Have you thought about this? Right. So instead of saying, you know, what you need to do, brother. Yeah is you need to forgive. Now, how do you feel when someone tells you that? Like, not so great, right? But if you say, what do you think God wants you to do? And then you, the person goes, I think I need to forgive. Man, I totally agree. And can I add this? How about you write it in the text message? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just like your, 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 your pastor did with you. So, so let the person share what is God saying to you, and then we can kind of add on a little bit to that gently and lovingly. Uh, but we want them to own that thought. Any, any, any thoughts on that, Lex? Yeah, no, absolutely. I love how you talked about just giving them additional practical next steps because sometimes they can just vent it and it could become like a big picture type of idea, but showing them just their one next step they can take that week, I think that's huge. And then I think it's also important to be prepared with a story of your own small group yes. leaders. Yeah, And I know some of the stuff that you share, um, I would probably say something that you would share should be something you're, you won't get too emotional with, but something that would just be open and give the other people in your small group the permission to share their own stories of betrayal you make a good point you know when so. we share as leaders now we, we want to be transparent yes. but you want to be transparent of something that you've sort of processed through already if it's mm. too raw mm. then that can be this this you know, a little jarring for everyone in the group um you feel it out yeah. but but you know you it generally wants to be something that you've already processed through a little bit um that you can kind of give some perspective on um, but definitely come ready to share and come ready to have a, a very fruitful discussion uh on this and so um again you know we want to make the group safe where people can let air out of the balloon. That's, again, why we cluster um, so that it can be a little bit safer. also gives new leaders a chance to lead. But make sure that when we come to the, the, the last question that we are um, not telling people what to do. Yes. Let them process. Let them, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? That's what I said. I said, what do you think God wants you to do? Mm-hmm. How do you think God wants you to respond? And generally, people have a pretty good grasp on that. It's just hard to do, right? And especially after this discussion, when we just talked taught on forgiveness a couple of weeks ago, Generally, they know what they need to do. And then you can lovingly add fuel to that. Like, yeah, I totally agree. And have you thought about this? Or maybe they have no idea what to do. <laughs> have you thought about forgiveness? You know, but yeah. let them let them wrestle with it first. And yes. then we can come alongside. And it's okay. If they if they give a wrong answer, it's okay. And then you talk to them on the side later on. Mm-hmm. But this can be this is gonna be a very powerful conversation. Cause again, all of us have gone through something something like this and creating space for people to process, let the air out of the balloon, and then now wrestle with the word of God. And, and now with hopefully through the support of the group, begin to put it into practice. Leaders, thank you so much for all that you do. We think this is going to be a very important conversation and a very important crossroad because you know what? We can't be the light to the world if we're bitter. That's right. We cannot be the hands and feet of Jesus if we got all this bitterness because of our betrayal. Jesus couldn't have been the sacrificial lamb on the cross, if he was bitter towards Judas, bitter towards all the dudes that fled. You know, when Judas, if Judas comes with the, with the soldiers, you know, if he said, you know what? I'm over this. Angels, wipe them out. He couldn't have been the sacrificial savior, sinless savior on the cross if he didn't go through it. Furthermore, he couldn't bear all of our, our sins and our weaknesses and our hurts on his body if he himself didn't go through it. And so sometimes we need to walk through things uh, that are difficult and hard, but knowing that Jesus went before us and he's with us now and he will carry us through these moments. Amen. So thank you leaders for all that you do. You guys are awesome. And um, and uh, let's create space this week to bring a powerful healing, I believe, conversation in all of our groups. Thank you for all that you do. 
Have a great small group. We love you guys. Have a great one. Thank you. God bless you. Bye.